0: Hello and welcome to this week's Grape Culture Podcast, the podcast where three women drink wine and discuss feminist literature and issues. I am Sam. I'm Kim. And I'm Alex. And we hope you enjoy the episode. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about Marie Kondo and the spate of minimalist home improvement shows that seem to have cropped
1: up recently.
0: But before we get into that, Kim, do you want to tell us about the wine?
1: Yes, I do. So I have for our wine this Podcast. Um, I have a single bottle of wine and then we'll move on to unassociated Blanc. Um, from the Waitrose Cellar, I have Talisman by the Torley Winery, which is a Hungarian winery. It's a gruner Veltliner or Veltliner. I'm not quite sure what Sam said. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a very dry white wine. Um, the reason I chose it was because the word talisman... In the Marie Kondo um, show, part of her philosophy is um, one of the categories that she uses is sentimental items and the cleaning of sentimental items and how to declutter things that mean a lot to you. And I thought that the word talisman really associated associated with that. I'm pretty sure she actually uses the word talisman in the show, or at least I'm sure I've read around it at some point um also when i was reading the tasting notes on various wines on Waitrose um this said that it paired well with japanese foods marie kondo is japanese and i thought that'd be a nice nod to her heritage i'll go ahead and read the tasting notes for hundreds of years ancient and mystical talisman charms were thought to have magical powers and bring good luck gruneweltliner or zold as it is known in hungary is believed to date back to roman times and is considered to be the ultimate alternative to many white wines Dry in style, this Grunewelt dinner has bright aromas of citrus fruit and green herbs balanced with notes of white pepper and hints of warm spice. The crisp acidity and vibrant character of this wine make it a stylish choice for an aperitif and the perfect accompaniment to spicy Asian food through to delicate sashimi. Mm. Lovely. So yeah, I'm quite excited to try it. It's a really beautiful, like, tall bottle. It's a very
0: elegant bottle, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I'm
1: slightly concerned that it says that it's an aperitif, but we'll find out. We'll 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 see. Are we'll excited give it a go.
2: for a white wine?
1: Well, you know what? I put a lot of thought into the order of um, wines that I bought recently from Waitrose Cellar, um, all of which are vegan, so this wine is vegan um, for the record. And so, yeah, I am intrigued to try it. I'm also looking forward to um, the plonk afterwards. You'll <laughs> we'll crack it open,
2: Kimberly. I will. Right, so <laughs> cheers. Cheers. cheers.
0: Oh, Ooh. 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 Interesting. You can still just taste nugs.
1: Mm. Yes. So, pre recording listeners, we had a 20 <laughs> share box of nuggets between two of us. Um, would do it again. Would do it again. <laughs> nothing. Was absolutely excellent. So, gonna I'm going to take getting... a few more sips of this before we I get a aromas console. of nugs. Yeah. yeah. It
0: smells. It's a bit apricotty, this one. That's exactly
1: right. It's really dry. It's so I don't dry. I think it's that dry. It's number one on the dry scale on, on the website. I'm not... I'm, I'm getting the fruit more than the dry. Oh, it's taking all the moisture out. So I'm finding it surprisingly easy to drink. Hmm.
0: Maybe you <coughs> needed a nug to lube up your mouth. Well, maybe that's what it is. I was nuggless. <laughs> well, You didn't, <laughs> so. you didn't have as
1: much salt, so we had uh, quite a bit of salt. Yeah, maybe that's we. it. We've already and got dry in, in the mouth. sauces
0: yeah yeah maybe that's why so if you want to try this wine without um impairing the flavor don't have chicken nuggets and ketchup beforehand
1: or if you want to surprisingly enjoy a white wine as a red wine drinker have a feast of chicken nuggets and chips or beforehand. that filter it through <laughs> shall we move on to talking about Marie Kondo or the Marie method as is the, the Marie method it is known
0: yes so for anyone who may not have heard of or be aware um there is a netflix show which started at the beginning of this year which is called tidying up with marie kondo and it's basically about her going into people's houses uh, and helping them to rationalize and tidy up
1: the mess in their house and it's based off of her books she's a best-selling author and um one of them is called the life-changing magic of tidying up Mm -hmm. is a method that she um has developed and champions as a way to sort of decolor, um declutter your life and the essence of it is if you're thinking about getting rid of rid of something hold it to yourself and see if it sparks a feeling of joy mm-hmm. and if it does then you keep it and if it doesn't then you should you should let it go. You
0: thank it and you let it go. Yes. Yes.
1: Um we were inspired to talk about this partially because we read a couple of articles about um one was called The Exhausting Minimalism of tidying up. Um, which was on NewRepublic.com. obviously links to this will be in the show notes um, which was examining Marie Kondo and a couple of other Netflix shows uh, in space I think one of them's called incredible space or something like that which are about the new sort of impersonal decoration of houses to be sellable on the Airbnb market and the sort of Instagram life that shows and books like tidying up and methods like that um promote. And the other was called um The Dirty Secret to House Gap and uh, to housework, sorry. The Dirty Secret to Housework and the Gender Gap. Um, <laughs> dirty House Gap. Dirty House. Yeah, like, <laughs> dirty House Gaps I was reading ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> which was on The Guardian um I think it's from February of last year and it is about the um differential between women's labour in the home and men's labour in the home and why that is and and why it is still prevalent why it's still prevalent despite attempts elsewhere to close the gender gap so that's
0: why we want to talk about it so yeah that's what we are discussing um so all of us have watched at least an episode we may not have exhausted the series of Mary Kondo um what did we think of what we saw however much or however little that was
1: Alex you haven't said much
2: yet. Oh god, I hated it so <laughs> much. I like I'd seriously like what a load of bullshit. <laughs> like you know I I'm probably the hippiest one out of all of us. Uh, yeah, true. And yeah. like, you know, reasonably into kind of wellness and spirituality and stuff, but I'm sorry to like say hello to your house like internally and then like I I didn't even know what they were doing and then and then suddenly like I'm I'm all up for saying oh does this bring me joy if not get rid of it because I get rid of stuff all the time and I think it's great mainly because I haven't got any space and I want to buy new stuff not because I'm trying to be minimalist and tidy up but now new yeah exactly but I just oh I just I just didn't get it at all mm-hmm. it just irritated me and actually the editing was really really bad and like the slow transitions I was just like get to the point they clearly tried
0: to go for a very zen style uh, it was of editing. like a
2: massage um, like video how was it you
0: described it like a safety video for airlines it was
2: like a safety vi- like you know that kind of thing where you're sitting in the chair and it's all smiley at the camera and Hello. then slow fade yes. into now we're sitting down demo no I don't want to watch that on Netflix give me like something like The Good Place or something right <laughs> so it wasn't for you no no kim what I, about you I, personally
1: i think alex came down a little bit ambiguous there um <laughs> yeah you need to learn to form an opinion um i i have mixed feelings about it i was resistant to watch it um because say my partner wanted to watch it um and had watched an episode without me and he is quite really? into it
2: yeah. I'm kind of surprised by that. yeah
1: yeah um and we've watched a documentary on minimalism before and what annoys me about it and what annoys me about wanting to watch it is that like you alex i tidy quite a lot i have a lot of stuff and i love my stuff um but i tidy quite a lot because i live in a one bed flat and i don't do it for the same reason i don't do it because i want to buy new stuff but i do it because i hold on to things with memories and then decide eventually that i no longer need it and it needs to go um and i try to keep my flat really tidy and every time we watch one of these shows or documentaries or something my partner will then come around and go oh were you inspired by the documentary oh, fuck and i'm off. like oh no i just hoovered Oh, no. <laughs> pretty much, um, but I have watched a few episodes and wanted to watch a few episodes, like I do find it interesting. I've heard about it before. I think parts of it I found really irritating, like you, and I definitely agree that I think I think that the editing actually for me felt a bit forced,
2: mm-hmm. like they
1: were saying, "Look at this magnificent transformation, and actually the transformation hadn't happened yet because these things take time the uh the kind of feeling that she's a spouses is supposed to take time." Also, she can come for my books over my dead body. I will fight her to the death, you tiny woman. I will beat you. Leave my books alone.
2: So a really, you know, vague opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, we clearly don't have fair. many
1: strong opinions.
0: Middle so <laughs> ground. So she divides the the KonMari method, whatever she wants to call it, um, is this idea of dividing the stuff in your house into, is it five categories? Mm-hmm. So it's papers um books clothes sentimental items and miscellaneous, miscellaneous. which is everything else um what we'll get miscellaneous though everything else everything yeah, else. we what will get on her categories in a minute oh, okay sorry i
2: Stealing
0: just want to give head. my feelings oh, yes, yeah please of do. what were your feelings my Samantha? feelings um my feelings were that so we watch i was watching it with my partner and he was like so it's basically like this how, how clean is your house sorry And I was like, well, no, because there's a difference between cleaning and tidying. But there is, isn't there? There is, but I'm just laughing
1: at the concept of that conversation with your partner. Oh, yeah, because you
0: know my partner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I was watching it and just like, it felt, like you guys said, it felt very forced. It felt very, um, it it felt very Californian.
2: As in like this whole... It was like, it was like super nanny but like, yeah. do you remember the like, editing of Super Nanny? But like, with yeah. someone speaking directly to camera in like some weird massage parlor. It was more like this weird kind of pan across her as she sat on the sofa and
0: like, I, yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't quite flow for me. <sighs> um, the fact that they brought in this woman who is an expert, who then had to have a translator, but despite the fact she spoke a few words of English, like, not, not that there's anything wrong with this, like, getting someone from another country who doesn't speak the language. It just it was jarring i think mm-hmm. in in this kind of seamless effortless edit they were trying to create mm. i don't think that worked i think the couple in the first episode which is the only episode i watched because i did not enjoy um i thought they were really false and
2: weird uh and I, I didn't buy it i just didn't buy it i think also the angle they were going on is it's gonna fix our marriage and we're better people now and... yeah like oh i love my wife so
1: much more because the house is tidy you're like oh get to fuck mate yeah i haven't seen the first episode um i started in the middle and sort of jumped around based on episodes that we wanted to watch so um and one of the harder episodes that we watched was about like cleaning up after a loss, which mm. hit a bit close to home. A bereavement. Yeah. Ooh, that um, and so I haven't seen that one, but I've heard the criticism that that one, that episode, didn't really endear people to the show, but there is an episode which I we also haven't seen, but is the first episode, funnily enough, that my partner watched without me. Mm-hmm. Um that not was you're bitter. not that I'm bitter. bitter. No, I'm not at all. Um but that he watched before he started watching it with me. There was um sort of a young couple that had a lot of books and and were quite intellectual. They were both writers and they were merging their library
2: Mm. and stuff.
1: And apparently that one was a lot more endearing. Um, So I don't know if that affects... Yeah, maybe we didn't give it a fair go. Um... But I feel like I did. And I, I have to say, I agree with you about all the editing and stuff. And I think it's a really good example of something that works well as a book. I can see how it works well as a book i can see how the concept and within like a like a guide
2: yeah i can see like
1: how her philosophy is helpful like you said alex like you don't have a problem with the idea of not giving up something like giving up something that doesn't spark joy and i have used that with my clothes quite a bit i think um in a different way but i'm like do i choose do i skip this over when i'm getting ready because it doesn't make me feel happy yes maybe i should Therefore just not own it anymore it, yeah. um and i can see how it would work as a as a guide that way but i think i think that it just doesn't translate well to screen it was it seemed like one of those programs that someone read her book and went this would be a great tv show and then didn't really
0: think it through yeah,
1: yeah yeah i get that i i almost think that it would have been better to have it be a season. picking three couples and following them over six episodes yes i think that would have worked netflix if you're listening um hire me i i do take check (laughs) just just for the record um that's that's kind of how i thought about it i was Mm. like i i'm not averse to the idea that she's promoting i'm not averse to her i mean she's so sweet She's almost... Ugh, I mean, she's, no, so she's saccharin. She's she's, That's exactly what I was going to get to. She is saccharine. Sickly?
2: Sickly. She Sick- is sickly. She's
0: sickly, yeah. Um. Not sickly no, like <laughs> night
1: sickle and... No, half. no, sickly as yeah. in like
2: the fizzy fangs I ate before we started.
1: But no, she is saccharin. Yeah. As you were saying, Kim. Um, and yeah, I just think that there were a lot of things in it that I was resistant to. And I tried to keep an open mind, but I'm resistant to certain things which kind of leads me on to our next sort of question topic thing but before i go into it i just want to check
2: how's everyone enjoying the wine seeing as we've already topped up um i think it's got better over time the initial sip was quite meh but now it's more hmm. Reading the tasting notes,
0: Alex, uh, <laughs> uh,
2: Alex brought a
1: sheep into
2: my flat. Apparently, <laughs> that wasn't with... the noise I was going for. I wasn't going for That's a it came out. with no, notes like...
0: of peach and.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for anyone good. who can't see,
0: I committed to that bit. Picked up the wine and looked at the label. Um, it
2: was a good bit. It was well a good done. bit. Yeah, uh,
0: it's it's. I'm. I don't hate it. It's, it's one of the more enjoyable whites we've had, actually.
2: It would be the kind of wine that I was... If I went to the bar and went, I'll have the house white, please. And then I take it back, go, oh, this is awful. And then slowly uh, it's Get used to
0: it. Yeah. So you'd Stockholm Syndrome yourself into liking it.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Good. (laughs) I'm finding it surprisingly pleasant. Like, would not be at all offended if someone brought this to my house. I wouldn't kick it out of bed. (laughs) I would not kick it out of a dinner party. So we were talking before about um, how she's very... Sweet and very poised, and it's very zen. She's also, you know, she's very dainty, she's very ladylike. One of the reasons that I am resentful towards shows like this is the idea that there's this perfect specimen and she's showing you her perfect house, and look how perfectly organised I am. And it feels a bit judgy. So and this was really the angle that i wanted to take like how do these shows these kind of home improvement organizational minimalism shows make you feel like what you're doing isn't good enough do they make you feel that way or is that just me
0: i know i absolutely i i see where you're coming from um but that's because my go-to instinct with most things is because i have an enormous chip on my shoulders to go why do you think you're better than me like that i suddenly turned american <laughs> i suddenly turn. like again this is my go-to defensive accent is apparently i'm from brooklyn in 1932 <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know, uh, but so yeah no i completely got that element of oh fuck off you think you're better than me um even though she was like oh no sometimes there's mess in my house too and sometimes there's this and it's like well why the fuck are you on the show go away um, get... <laughs> so she
2: can't be perfect, and she can be perfect. Well, no, it's, way, it's these people, don't judge
0: me. It's people who present themselves like I don't know. It felt false. Maybe it was because it was coming from a translator, and so you kind of miss the sincerity in what she's saying because mm. there's a buffer. Yeah, um, maybe that was also part of it. Was this idea of she's she's chattering away in Japanese? I do not speak Japanese, but no, this is the point. Is like for us, Japanese words are not generally a big part of our everyday language and we have never been taught it in school and we've never actively sought it out which is you know also mm-hmm. our bad but i do think there was a buffer there linguistically because of this you're basically judging her on what she how she's appearing and how she's saying things
1: rather than the words she's saying I you think. get a delay from her facial yeah. expression which is very open and wholesome and and like I say, because I think she is so sweet and I've said this, like, yeah, she is I, sweet. I say it when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, she's so cute and I really, I feel like I would like her and she really does seem to get on with everyone but you're right, there is a, there is a moment because we're watching it so many degrees removed, mm-hmm. yes, not only are we yeah. not the people in the room talking, because I'm not saying that talking through a translator is, is Bad diminishing or no, your no. your personal connection because that's obviously not true. Um, but to have that happen and there be the delay between what she's saying and what the translator is saying, but you also get subtitles yeah. and you get the, you're wa- trying to watch the reaction and you're trying to watch what's happened. And by the time you actually get the meaning of what she said in a perfectly nice and sincere way, you're two, three frames ahead. And mm-hmm. you're also throwing an edit on top of that. Yeah, And then all the while you're, you're thinking, well, I you're trying the point of this show is to try and translate this to your life and and have it affect you and try to be sympathetic Mm. and if you're trying to do that with all that other confusion going on it's really hard to forge an emotional connection with her which is makes it a lot harder to feel like you're not being judged
2: yeah I think also the kind of the the British way is very brash. Like we are all very brash. I don't know. Oh, and I disagree. I, oh, not I not about us. I
1: mean the British way.
2: I I think it, it like I think if you what if you if that was a UK program, it would be so much more brash. And she does not embody that in Ooh, any way. I firmly disagree. I
1: think Britishness is stiff upper lip. I would be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. I feel like the people no, in the, that the, show are talking the, the, a lot more. The
2: presenter, like that, that figure that would go into people's houses would potentially be a brash person. What I mean is she is so far removed from, yeah, she's not... from what um I think the thing the is British she's... society is like because she's so sweet and lovely and like welcoming. Yes. And uh, like those open. Are not... and open and um holds herself back and very professional. I
0: think it's that, yes, oh, sorry to interrupt, but it's like, yeah, so she is she's polite, um, which I think is something that is inherently held to be a very British trait, but she is very peppy, mm. and that is mm, not a British yeah. trait, we can agree across, mm-hmm. I think, all of us, and I think for us, we're used to brash people, outspoken people, because I think that is quite a common thing now, we're also used to people who are very reserved and don't say very much. Mm-hmm. Um but we're not used to someone who gives genuine emotional reactions and it feels false. Mm. And to
1: me, as a British viewer, it feels very false watching her because mm. I'm not used to it. Yeah, she I I think you put that really well because but having watched a few more episodes like I think that she she is peppy, she is she's professional, but she's not She's not just standing still, like she gets involved. Mm. There I've one episode where she like she goes into a room that's been cleared and it's so it's so far removed from how it looked before that she like lies down on the floor and <laughs> kinda of rolls around in it. Still <laughs> managed to look like the most elegant person in the world doing it.
0: Well yeah, we can all look elegant and tailored
1: separate. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's but that reaction is exactly my issue, is it on like, well yeah, sure, it'd be really easy to be tidy all the time if I I don't have the money, I don't have the space. Mm, yeah. And I I don't know how much of it is a cultural difference or, or um uh, in terms of sort of class and and country and consumerism because Britain and America we are more of a capitalist nature, more of a consumerist nature. I mean Alex earlier you said, you know, you you get rid of all things so that you can buy new things, which mm. is obviously quite a consumerist approach. Um, I don't think that that's quite the same in Japanese culture, or at least not in traditional, but I don't know because I'm certainly not an expert, but that's definitely the impression that she gives and the way that she speaks about things. But then there are also, it's also the idea that that might seem forced. So coming back to our original point of how did it make you, you know,
0: how did this make you feel judged? If she came into your houses, would you feel... Comfortable having her there, or would you feel that she was judging the space you were in?
2: I'd feel fine, but that's only because I've just moved house. So I'm you living, have barely anything I'm in li- your house, yeah. I'm living yeah. very minimal. You, right yeah, now. yeah, you have a um, sofa in one
0: corner, and that's it, yeah,
2: that's it, yeah, some nice cushions <laughs> yeah. and a plant <laughs> from IKEA that's not even real, <laughs> yeah. So, um, You're welcome. yeah, thank you, Kim. um, and very little clothes, and so, yeah, so i so you'd feel fine, beca- I feel fine. but because. Everything's there's in not much in your house at yeah. the moment and you've and just And all my paperwork's
0: up. filed like everything. Yeah. Kim, you will admit to the fact that you like having things and stuff. I love
2: things. But because of the yeah, sentimental attachment, a lot not... You're thingsy. Mm. You like oh, things. Oh yeah, no, no.
1: Yeah. I love things but I love my things not for the sake of them being things. Exactly, because you're attached. Yeah, they are my things. Like, most of my f- flat is books. Mm-hmm. I think you can agree. Mm -hmm. Or quirky furniture. Like (laughs) furniture that I have collected. There's a lot of wicker. There's a lot of wicker. There is a
2: lot of wicker. Um, I like wicker.
1: A wicker and dark wood. That's how I roll. (laughs) And I think I, I think my approach to what makes a house a home is the antithesis to perhaps Marie Kondo's approach to what makes a house a home because my house is ordered I know where everything is and if I don't know where it is it is it's usually because I've just put it away like I've just got it and I've just had to move it um for example I'm forever forgetting which drawer I put the batteries in but if you asked me for a book I'd know which bookshelf it was on (laughs) and there are one, two, three, four, five in this room alone. And
0: that's just units holding books, not the shelves on those units. Yeah, exactly.
1: So I feel like my house has order and I feel like it also has a lot of stuff Mm. and I would feel judged because I have a lot of stuff without someone looking past the fact that everything in my house has a place and when it doesn't have a place, that's what stresses me out. But I make a place for everything that I want and if I don't have a place for it, I'll make a way to make it feel neat.
2: But she's um, she's visiting these people that are saying actually I don't feel comfortable in the space that I'm in, like inhabiting in. Whereas I think we're all comfortable in our space. So she wouldn't come into our house.
1: Well Sam, I mean, what do you think that if she came into your house? How
0: would you feel? I feel... I, w- I would not I do not feel comfortable with people in my house um, when my house is untidy at all it makes me feel very on edge no no
2: um, I mean when it's tidy like it's still
0: no I, I know but even then I'm like I, I'll look around and there are things about the house that I can't change because I live in a rented property I don't own mm-hmm. it I can, there's only so much I can do mm. um, that when people come around I'm like oh god they're going to see the, bit where the the paint's coming off the wall and there's black mould in the shower and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff um, so I I this would make her being in my house would make me incredibly uncomfortable regardless Mm. of the tidiness
1: it's the cleanliness like that kind of thing that i can't do anything about see i think that's interesting because i don't have a problem with the things that i can't change like i obviously they do bug me i am annoyed by certain things in my house that i can't change because they're rented or i can't change because i don't have the space to put everything in as many places as i want for you know my living room would not look like this if i had another room because some of that stuff would be elsewhere yeah um but i don't have a problem with the fact that someone might judge me for that because i can't change it when you guys come around i'm often like oh sorry for the mess or sorry for xyz because i have not made space Or I feel like I have not made space for you to sit down or I have not made space for you to put things on surfaces or there's stuff strewn about on the floor. But I don't think I apologise for... Oh, sorry for the peeling paint in the bathroom. And I'm the kind of person that would do that if it was my fault. If you come into my house that I owned and I had yet to finish painting a wall, I'd be like, oh, sorry that the the wall's a mess.
0: See, I I wouldn't apologise for that. I'd be like, I'm in the middle of something, like... Because I'd know that I'd take care of it. With something like that, I'd be like, where I can't help it, I'd be much more like,
2: oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not criticising the cleanliness of people's houses. No, 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 order, no, I know, this, is, this the... is more just, yeah, if she were to come if into our was, lives, okay, how, how would we react?
0: With what, all of what we've just said in mind, how do you feel as a woman when people come into your space um, and it's not tidy? Do you feel like it's on you? Do you feel like it's on you and your partner? Like, mm-hmm. how... <laughs> Um, how does that kind of because one of the articles that we read was about as we've said the domestic gap in in chores and that kind of thing, um, and the writer this was an article on the Guardian wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um th- the writer was a man. He was saying there's not really much of a gap. We take it in turns. It's much more even. And the wife was like, yes, we do, but you don't notice these other things. Mm. Um, so yeah, how do you feel about that expectation of having a house that's presented a certain way? and its impact on you as a woman?
2: I think, yes, a lot of it does fall to me, but not because my partner is lazy or any such thing. It's because our idea of tidiness Mm -hmm. is very different. Mm. And so if my partner cleans... So I'll say I've got a really busy week at work and I know that I've got people coming around at the weekend. Can you do this? Can you do that? Come back um okay <laughs> but you haven't quite done that and then I feel awful because he's like look what I did and which is even worse as well because it's like look I'm presenting you with something that you will do all the bloody time this anyway this formative
0: element of housework yeah really cross but continue yeah, yeah yeah
2: but and we'll talk about that in a second but I will admit that even when he does it it is not correct <laughs> So I will end yes. up doing it better. Which is
0: something that is touched on in that article is this yeah. idea that men do less because when they try and do it, the women in their lives, if there are women in their lives, come in and go, You've done it wrong and then they just don't do it. I and also that and also the point that you made that they don't see it. They don't see as much. the same. Yeah. No. They just yeah, don't, don't care like, as much. Like I when I hoover my flat, for example, um, I will hoover all the carpets, bedroom. Yeah, of hall, course. La 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 um my partner never does the fucking stairs or the hall. No no no. I'm like but you one need time, to do this test. One time
2: I wrote him a list, right? I said, yeah. right, you need to do this, this and this. Everyone took the Mickey out of me for writing this list, because they saw it. Yeah. And then I put hoovering on it. This is when we were in a two-bedroom cottage, right? Hoovering. Yeah. I came back and I went, Well, why isn't why isn't this done? He went, Well you didn't specify which room. Fucker! What? Hoovering! Plural! Of all the rooms! I said, What do you think? I just hoover one room when I hoover? And he went, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? You don't oh, know? You're nearly thirty. Oh. He didn't know how to you, Like, use. He was like, "What setting does the washing machine?" Oh, and I don't anyway. want this
0: to devolve into uh, men don't know how no. to do
2: housework. However, we we don't, don't do how to do housework. Like <laughs> now, now actually, it's got to the point that I'm quite. I'm actually, to be honest, I reason. I quite like tidying anyway. That's like another thing. But so I really, really, really despise washing up, and I absolutely love cooking. Mm -hmm. So my partner's job is to do the washing up and wipe (laughs) down all the surfaces and everything like that. And he does, he does do the bathroom reasonably well. So I'm happy to take on everything else.
1: Kim, you look like you had something to interject there. No, um, I was going to say, Sam, I think you should talk about, uh, feel free to go off on a little rant about (laughs) your opinion on this because I have a different You have a different
0: arrangement anyway. Yeah. So I Um, think that I'd like
1: to hear what you think because I think it's interesting.
0: So I i'm very defensive about the state of my house um when it's not tidier i do feel like it's a reflection on me not necessarily my partner because i'm so used to him not seeing it if that makes any sense at all um so if people come to so we had uh, an instance where his family came to our house and his dad made a comment about being untidy and i was yeah so i was furious oh i can't remember this was a few
2: years ago um it's like was... a jokey kind of that annoying and you're just like oh, that hurts me so yeah, much yeah it was my something core. that it was
0: something that just i don't know it just it just got me on that day and i was like fucking the and then and then <laughs> your then, face was the best yeah like, really i'm, I'm that sorry that, that you can't see, see this horrific gargoyle face i just did but i was so cross and i for for ages afterwards my partner was like why are you so, why are you so angry with my dad curious. and i was like because he said this thing, and he was like, "Yeah, but he was just joking; he didn't mean it." I was like, "Doesn't matter." He came into my house, and he—I've never fucking done that to his house, have I? So it didn't bother my partner. Is my point?
2: Mm. It
0: bothered me because I but Was because it because was you're the
2: one that has because the I was the one who'd done everything, and also
0: yeah. because I did feel like it was a reflection on me as as a woman and a homemaker. Not that I would class myself as, as a, a homemaker, wife. but as a wife. Um, but they—they're quite a traditional family in a lot of senses, and I think. That kind of thing, I feel like it is a criticism of me, rather than of him.
2: But and also the fact that he didn't get offended by it. Yeah, and well. the fact that he
0: wasn't bothered by it. And then I'll he, this this thing, like you say, when um your partner will clean something or do something. I did this go, thing, <laughs> and then you, as soon as you walk in the door, it's like, did you see? I did this. I'm like, yeah, I saw. Did you see? I cleaned the entire flat. Did all our wardrobes. Got rid of all your falling apart
2: pants. Did all this stuff like
1: did for the you last see, five years.
0: Did you yeah. see any of that though? And he's like, "Oh yeah, thanks."
2: <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I think it's like a universal thing. I really I d- do. Everyone I, I speak to. And I, I but I don't it want it to be because it feels I know so I know outdated. It, yeah, I know, and I know as feminists we're just like, but why should that be our role? And I think we have adopted it through maybe gender stereotypes. Maybe, but I will say I do it better, so I'd rather do it. I, yeah,
0: I just I just don't agree with this "I do it better" thing. See, but it's I do not do, do it Not that you don't it's, do it better. No, but, but it's, it's like
2: it's like clean, like it's like cooking. Some people mm-hmm. like cooking and can do it better. Yeah
0: i think it's different though cooking and knowing how much of a herb to put in something how much to do something is one thing knowing that if you can see dust on your furniture and you put your finger through it that you should clean it that
1: doesn't take skill that just takes fucking eyes mm-hmm. you know knowing that something needs to be done is not the same as doing it well yeah. like yeah the, yeah, the yeah. difference yeah. is the and difference... taking the initiative to do it is
2: the yeah the thing. difference
1: yeah. is like Yes, like you said, your partner didn't necessarily hoover every room. Mm. But before that, he had never hoovered of his own volition and therefore did not know that you hoover every room. Like, you'd never yeah. had that conversation up until <clears throat> that point. I have two points about this because I have two takes on it. Um, the first is, uh, you know, we touched on this actual topic before in the Christmas episode, I think. We talked about, like, the traditional things the generals within the home yeah yeah um i live alone i don't live with my partner and so of course the cleanliness of my house is a reflection on me because it's my house and we have different opinions about cleanliness and what constitutes cleanliness and how long it takes and funnily enough this has come up recently because um my partner was discussing the different levels of cleanliness that he feels versus what his mum feels and um (laughs) i found that a really interesting conversation but he also takes pride in the way that his room his den in his house is presented so i know i know that he has a similar level of care and um pride in cleanliness it's just that he has different um brackets of what what is his space right yeah Mm. so i think that if we had a shared space he might get to it two days after i probably would have got to it but i think he would get to it and i can't say that for certainty but so i do definitely feel more pressure on my house and more concern about when people come to my house because it is only mine yeah and people have come into my home and commented on dust brother-in-law um (laughs) and Fuck also off. I have a lot of books and books create dust but most of the time I think I keep a relatively tidy home and I do that for myself not just for other people because the only person that I feel true pressure to clean for is my mum because yeah. I think that she would be mortified the flip side is my job um part of my job is to keep the office environment relatively clean like I'm not a cleaner but during the day I will, you know, make sure that things just sort of get put away. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Tell me Um, the words I'm just going (laughs) to (laughs) use, and that includes what is not technically part of my job, but I do, and certainly people treat as part of my job is moving people's fucking dishes from the fucking sink to the fucking dishwasher they expect you
2: to do that or like not in your contract people yeah and so it's funny because myself
1: and the other the other woman that I work with we both say like this isn't our job but we do it because we'd rather just get it done and my level of clean in the kitchen is different to other people so some people were just like I will casually fling a crummy knife on the side and just leave it there all day because the magic cleaning fairy is just gonna clean (laughs) it in it's the sink therefore it's basically clean not even in the sink oh, sometimes my my personal favorite is i haven't figured out who it is yet but the day i do if you're listening people can <sighs> find you you yeah some of the people that i work with do actually listen to this podcast Good. and they know and one of them specifically i've had this conversation with there's a person that leaves their plate and their mug oh by the furthest like the furthest surface away from the dishwasher next to where people make their tea and i'm like it's not even... It's not even close. It's, not, even it's, not, it's not in the sink. It's, it's not, not on the drying board. It's not above the dishwasher. It's, it's literally... It's by... We have a zip tap, So it's where people oh, top yeah, up yeah, their tea with yeah. hot water. And they leave it there. Uh-huh. I'm just like, why? That's not where things go. There's a perfectly serviceable sink just there. Anyway. All this <laughs> speaks to is the difference between my level of clean and someone else's level of clean. And why I don't think that... Why is massively gendered obviously in your home environments mm-hmm. and in, i'm sure i know
2: very untidy women yeah, as well
1: according oh, to yeah. yeah according to this guardian article you know a lot of mixed um, gender households across the nation but also it's just as easy for women to take this kind of thing for granted when someone else is doing it
2: mm-hmm. because mm-hmm.
1: i uh, god love the people that i work with But I know that the women are just as messy as the men and are just as flagrant about casually leaving mugs in places where mugs do not belong because they know that it's someone else's job to do it. And even if it's not technically my job, they know I'll do it. They know I unpack the dishwasher in the morning. They know I'll pack the dishwasher halfway through the day. They know I'll unpack the dishwasher when it's clean. They know I'll wipe it down. They know that I will do it because keeping a positive office environment is part of my job. And I think that's true of people with... Domestic servants, for example, my mum and my family grew up with some domestic servants when we lived, um, my mum is South African, she lived in South Africa, we lived in South Africa for a few years, and some of my family still live in South Africa, It's, it's normal, or relatively normal, for certain people to have domestic servants, as it was in most cultures for several hundred years and i think that there are some people that take advantage like take that for granted my aunt who still is south african still lives there i think when she came to visit definitely had a different opinion of where to leave things and what to do than my mum and she's no by no means slovenly she's by no means dirty but she just great word Diff- I know, it's it's word, it was a
0: great word yeah
1: sorry um, no it's great I, I love to be complimented <laughs> on my vocabulary um but it was just that she had a different opinion even though you know same background same raised the
0: same it's very easy to be judgmental about other people's houses when someone else is doing the cleaning for you So we've talked a bit about the expectation of cleanliness and how we feel about that as women and whether we think it's a gendered thing. Um, We are going to take a short break and when we come back we'll discuss more about this idea of minimalism and um, the KonMari method and all these
1: kind of things so we'll be back in a sec. So we're back from our break and we've moved on to a bottle of generic vegan red wine that we're not really going to talk about it's not related to the topic but just so you know we we have moved on and before we go on to talk about Marie Kondo and minimalism as a whole um I'd like to see how everyone found the talisman wine what I think?
0: yeah I thought it was quite it was uh god I just I'm so crap with my superlatives I'm like it's quite nice sorry it was it was fine it was um Peachy, it was... I did not find it as dry as I think other people in this room did. Um, And I'm not a fan of dry wine. I prefer a fruity wine. It was fine. It's
2: all alright. Alex? I like a dry white. This was the pear drop of the dry white world, where it sucked all the moisture out of my mouth. I did... It was fine, but no.
1: I controversially really enjoyed it mm. um, I thought that it was really easy to drink and I, I did take a sip of it towards the end of my glass that didn't didn't go down particularly well but that's more just because I took a by gulp. sip I mean gulp yeah um, but yeah I mean as white wines go it's one of the nicest ones I've ever had but yeah. I find it interesting that you Alex um, say that it's so dry and that's the same thing that you say about why you don't like red wine and obviously this is a that white wine so that i really enjoy. Yeah. yeah yeah so basically i just have too much moisture in my mouth and enjoy when it gets sucked out <laughs> you tiredly. shut your wet mouth i will not <laughs> well, um, done. so again that was talisman by torre uh, wineries it's a hungarian white wine um from Waitrose cellar <laughs> <Salah. laughs> and it is vegan so let's move on um i want to loop back around to marie kondo specifically and the the show and the message that it's trying to talk about because we've talked about our method of cleaning and our particular states but how she applies her method to every different home she has the five categories that we've talked about the um
0: yes which are books clothes paper miscellaneous and sentimental items
1: yeah so what do you make of the Connery method of categories how do you feel about them do you agree with them as a a way to identify your home i find it a really weird way of separating things um
0: when miscellaneous is is everything else i don't it just seems um
2: uneven this way of discussing so it. does miscellaneous have to include like ornaments and stuff? No that well, it depends it depends if it's
0: sentimental or decorative. Well, but, but if what it's what something if it's that's just purely like, decorative what then if it's yes. It's like
2: a nice candle in a glass like yeah. menagerie.
0: In a menagerie? That's yeah. where you keep like animals. Do you have a No it's a plant menagerie?
2: like a plant menagerie.
0: No, you mean terrarium dear?
2: Yes that's what <laughs>
0: Sorry. Welcome to the Glass Menagerie, <laughs> which is a great book
2: name, by the way. It
1: <laughs> would read. It is a book. Well, there you go. That's why it's a great book name. I'm pretty sure... The Glass Menagerie is a book. Yeah, like I, a think the,
2: I think it's the second in the series of Doctor Dolittle, isn't
1: it? No. It could be. I think it is. Sorry, let's
0: Google. Well, well, well that make sense? If it's not copyright. Oh, no, it is. Fuck. It is a book. Memory Play by Tennessee Williams. Williams. Oh,
2: okay. We are all wrong. <laughs>
0: well... Kem identified that it was an existing work of literature. Yep. (laughs) No one got that it was by the author of A Streetcar Named Desire. No. But, so yes, if you had various... Like a candle or whatever then that would count as a miscellaneous item. But so how how
2: How many how many miscellaneous items is, uh, like It's I, everything. I turned it off halfway, halfway through the first okay, episode right, I could deal with it. So so how Perfect. many is there like a limit or no, you no, just categorise? It's
1: not a limit it's she's not prescribing like you can have 10 books and you can have 10 this and you can have No 10 she's that.
0: basically going take everything in your house divide it into these five categories and then decide if it gives you joy. And then work your way through them um so like with the clothes she goes uh take everything out your wardrobes, I pile saw, them on I the bed Yeah. So you do that with everything in your house. And if you watch that episode, the first one, um, they do it in the garage where they get everything off the shelves and they go mm. through everything and there, um and divide all of that up. So they she does it that way rather than doing it room by room, she does it category by category kind of thing, doesn't she? Yeah. So if you um, went into,
1: say, uh Mike my- my living room that we're in mm-hmm. at the moment, you wouldn't just do the living room and it would be done. She would begin, most likely in my With house, by books. taking all the books and piling them all on the floor and then I would have to tap them to wake them up and then um Oh yeah fuck it. You have to one? You have you to, have to, to give them a little tap, may I? No. Okay. I was gonna tap the chest but Sam yellows me. Um <laughs> you, you tap the books to wake them up <laughs> and um
2: to wake them up. Yeah, to like yeah, It's, it's bring the same them to thing where you, and... you
1: you greet the house and you Yeah suck the dick or whatever the fuck she <laughs> <else> you <laughs> do. Oh, <they laughs> does not do that. It's not that kind of show. But yeah, so she would start with the books and then once they were done she'd go to the sentimental items probably well, mm. she actually recommends leaving the sentimental items to last, but the miscellaneous items, the stuff that's not sentimental, uh, in this room, I'm guessing that would mostly be the wool on the cushions cool so with that in mind do you agree with her categories I think miscellaneous is the one that I don't agree with it's too broad it's too broad yeah I don't disagree that books are their own category um clothes books papers I think is a really interesting category because for some people their work and the work life that they are required to have is is more significant than others and I think that in my house a lot of paper comes with clutter
2: yeah, but you can, or, you can organise it. So, yeah. like, I've got loads of folders that are, like, car stuff, work stuff, freelance work.
1: But that's what she's that's like, what she's recommending, and I think that it's good. I like that that is not a category that I would have thought of, but it's something that oh, I appreciate. Like, I have but so miscellaneous. much
2: paperwork, so it's miscellaneous. It I think it would be a category I would include. I think
0: it's one of the most, potentially one of the most time-consuming categories, actually, if yeah. you're not someone who was on top of filing or or that kind of thing because Mm -hmm. you just kind of go oh I've got that letter I'll shove it in a drawer I might need it Or I've got that blah 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 Um, that's another point that I will briefly make is that I think part of the reason I didn't necessarily enjoy the programme identify with the feelings that people were feeling that kind of thing is because I am someone who generally stays on top of this kind of thing Mm -hmm. I regularly file my paperwork i regularly clean clear out my house you know several times Um. a year i will get rid of stuff and so this kind of extreme reaction to what actually wasn't a very extreme makeover for a lot of people visually Mm i i didn't understand
1: yeah because they were having a very extreme reaction to it emotionally because they they are not used to thinking about how the their stuff fits in their world whereas we i think all are yeah um yeah and i think that's a really good point the paper thing versus i think in my mind papers would have been part of miscellaneous but again i think miscellaneous is too broad because mm. as a brief snapshot of what miscellaneous has to include it is all my kitchenware all the kitchenware and cookery i thought
2: that she had to
1: no nope. no nope. no that came that comes under miscellaneous wow.
2: oh my god all the that stuff in my so bathroom stuff.
1: and then also all the wool and all my craft supplies yep. and all my board games and cameras and bedding and bedding towels candles and blankets and yeah. just, just really furniture. different things. Wine. Wine. No, wine's an essential wine's a sentimental Wine item
0: for me. So. <laughs> but no um, well I guess photo frames are a sentimental thing but yeah furniture is another one. Um, it's it's everything else and it's far too broad like she needs at least three other categories if you could separate miscellaneous into three more categories what would they be
2: bedroom kitchen wine
0: (laughs) (laughs) so bathroom gets none (laughs) no bathroom so you do it by room yeah but if you're doing it not
2: by room which is her entire point i know but i do like to do things by room
1: i would go with practical practical brown utensils which would cover kitchenware glassware and bathroom stuff
2: I do have, and I do, then, I do have, yeah, like miscellaneous. Yeah, there's no miscellaneous bags of things.
1: Decorative, so like oh, the yeah, candles decorative. and stuff. And then, and then miscellaneous, which I think that's where things like wool and records yeah. would fall under.
2: No records would be like music that goes with like the CDs. And yeah, but then m- music, are you saying is it? its own
1: category? I don't
2: think music is its own category. Yeah, yeah, but it's so, big enough. Okay, to so category. I've just, I've just moved house. I paired things in boxes far more than five categories yeah. but things like CDs and DVDs were paired together so that's entertainment as a whole yeah entertainment was a category mm. But I think you've got In I packing. think you've got
0: essentials I think you've got decoration and I think you've got recreation that's a really good way of putting it mm. because recreation is CDs, DVDs mm. um, board games mm. video games all that kind of
1: I recognise the need for a miscellaneous category I just think the way that she does it is too broad yeah
0: yeah do we agree with the categories? no, no. We, we agree with them
2: with it's four like of them, one stuff. of them yeah, needs yeah, yeah. Uh, greater
0: differentiation, yes. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think separating that miscellaneous category down makes her entire method more manageable. Yeah, because um, this is the whole point, is that it's meant to be manageable. I and would I think just going,
1: miscellaneous I, I, yeah, I suppose much. like It's so that, overwhelming. It, yeah, yeah exactly. but it's
2: also up to the individual. And mm. I suppose yeah. if she goes into a house, maybe she tailors the miscellaneous, depending on the family mm. she's working with. I'm also or should do anyway. guessing
1: that in her book she breaks it down further than those these five characters. yeah five like guess TV is meant yeah. to be
2: like brief, done, this can be tailored to your life. People like simplicity mm. like in well, not... in life at the moment, like I, yeah. in terms that's of a step by yeah um
1: for those of you listening and who have read the book but not uh, and maybe watch the TV show, we obviously we haven't read the book, so we don't know her full philosophy. we're basing this entirely off of this tv show um if you have opinions or can enlighten us about the way it's broken down i don't want an essay but i would (laughs) i would welcome i would welcome your comments because um and you can you can visit us on instagram and twitter all of which we'll mention at the end of the podcast and email us as well um we're we're always welcoming feedback i don't know if you guys watched the minimalist documentary on netflix no um watched about six months ago and it made me angry, like genuinely angry. Not least because the two guys on it, bless their warm American hearts, are like, "Come on in, I'm a hugger to everyone." Fuck
2: off! And I was like, "Do not touch <laughs> that's me." That like, sounds worse. No. Do hey, not touch me. Hey, come
0: in.
1: Let's have a kiss. No, like,
0: get, you get be... your
1: fucking mitts off me, mate. You might be a hugger. I'm not a hugger. But that's that's neither here nor there. They had reduced their lives down to basically aside from furniture of which again there wasn't very much stuff that could fit in a duff in a bag in an overnight bag fuck that and and they and they were they said that they weren't being judgmental but it felt very judgmental about like not needing all this stuff and i just i don't agree with it because i don't want to I don't. That's not how I want to live yeah, life. And not his home—they're home. should,
2: Surely, they're no. Not but that's, that's the right way to live. That
1: is. That is their attitude. Is like this. Th- the world has too much stuff. You don't need to live with more than this stuff. Like they—they're going on tour to espouse this message.
2: I. I think I. Their guess, house looks so it, bare. There's nothing on the wall. No, worth? no. Like I like to have a homely house. I get that. But I honestly think like there is nothing in my house or in my wardrobe apart from, like, my memory little shoebox, that I would save in a burning building.
1: I was about to ask, what would you save in a burning building? And I can think of, I mean, push comes to shove, if I could save one thing as my house, you know, if I had to leave right now and I could only grab one thing, it would be Hedgie, who is um, my cuddly toy that I've had since I was four. And uh, she's the only thing that's not replaceable. Truly, truly irreplaceable
2: yeah i'm not i'm not really attached to any objects
1: but i also you know given the option just wouldn't have my house burst you know like i there's a lot of things that i would save that do matter to me and it's not there's a difference between things mattering to you and you liking the stuff that you have and having a homely house and being um a slave to the consumerist culture which is definitely the argument that they're making mm and that's kind of what annoyed me about this particular um particular documentary and then there are other similar shows which we've talked we you know we've mentioned at the top of the show that this was inspired by an article that talked about home improvement shows that are they're seeking to eradicate the stuff that means something to you in order to make your stuff appealing to other people
2: Instagramable. Like, well, oh no, like Doing to it for the gram that, uh, Yeah, but yeah. I'd like to think then well, I think probably some people are, but I'd like to think it's just for kind of mental well being. Because sometimes it doesn't make you like if something's really messy and cluttered, it really stresses me out. Which is maybe why I'm the person that tidies up before my partner does. Because it doesn't stress them out, but it just it does stress me out. But I'd like to think that these programmes aren't telling you that it's wrong, it's just that if it makes you feel crap, and makes you feel anxious, then get rid of it.
1: Yeah, I'd like to believe that too, and I think I think that that's true of Marie Kondo, but I don't think that's true of the minimalist documentary that I watched. I don't think it's true of these ones that are making your house into a sort of sterilised Airbnb perfection. I don't think that that's the argument that they're going for. I think their approach is, you're wrong. I think that they would walk into my house in the in the way that we talked about earlier where we were like did we feel like if Marie Kondo came around she would truly judge you i think probably given half a minute she would appreciate that 90% of the stuff in my house i want to be here and therefore it's fine and she would just give me tips on how to like roll my socks into balls and stuff <laughs> fold your trousers yeah. three times put everything in baskets and everything's fine whereas there are the the minimalist documentary i think would argue that i don't need i don't need four blankets the um the amazing space instagram airbnb one i mean there is my flat is not airbnb suitable because there's too much of my personality in it you could not as a as a person coming to stay in somewhere there's not a place in my house that you could take a picture of that would be hashtag living goals. So, minimalism as a whole can suck a dick. So that's my opinion of minimalism. Um, <laughs> Sam, what about you? Because you've been pretty quiet. Uh, yeah, I've been... You've been minimalist. My Yeah, my,
0: my speech has been minimalist. Um, min- 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 Minimalist. I I can see the appeal of minimalism. um, Because clutter does stress me out and I again for the same reason I see the appeal of the Marie Kondo ideal Um, but also I like stuff and I like things and I like to feel comforted by stuff and things Um, we had a boss once who said things don't leave you people do (laughs) 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 oh god I just was not expecting the voice (laughs) the voice voice.
2: well, he, he was point. a
0: shared boss because uh, we all worked together at one point um, but he said that and at the time I remember being like mm, tragic tragic um, but now I'm like there are certain things that very few sentimental items that will remain with me regardless of who I'm around and what I'm doing um, Kim stopped laughing <laughs> I'm fine everything's fine continue um, but beyond that uh, you know what I just I, I kind of don't care like you can replace shit. I'd, I'd in a burning building, I would save my laptop because it's got my photos on it. Nice.
2: Mm. Maybe that's why we just thought the program was bullshit. Because actually, we're like, I'm quite happy in my own space, in my own yeah. life, with my own. Stuff. If I
0: want to clear stuff out, I'll clear it out. I don't need a small Japanese woman to come and tell me what to get rid of.
2: Comfortable like, with
0: our, comfortable with our platter.
2: Yeah, yeah. And well, if, if we're, and if asked. we're not. Then we get rid of it. Like that's Yeah, I don't feel pressured to live the Instagrammable yeah. life in the minimum. Occasionally min-
0: on the Instagram thing, there's one thing I would like, and I would like one wall in my house or one sort of space in my house where I can take pictures of my fucking outfits and be like, Yeah, look, I'm I'm the bum. That's it. I feel <laughs> the same, but
1: for my books yeah, cause, cause like I a took a really nice book space. I took a few really good bookstagrams last year, but yep. it was a lot of effort, and I just <sighs> don't have the lighting. So I have House the space, but the not the food. lighting and the lighting. Mine's the food, space. so I food and fashion nice, yeah, books.
2: nice like wooden worktop yeah. in which to like show my vegan dishes yeah. would be delightful. That would be
0: it. So like not even a whole room, just just a bit of a space yeah. that has really nice lighting. Yeah. That is the only point that I'd be like, yeah, I can see the appeal.
1: And the if we wanted to, rest of it really
0: wanted to, we could carve that out for ourselves, I think. Mm, Yeah. Maybe yours might be the hardest. Mine will be harder because also mirror and full Mm. length and I take up a lot of room. Um I take up more room than plates or books. (laughs) No, but you need Not to, like you know you what? need a nice a back- <laughs> you,
2: need, you need a nice backdrop as well. So yeah, maybe yeah. I'll come round and I'll hold and up I'll... a nice sheet that I've like tie dyed or something, <laughs> and you can like pose in front of it, and Kim can take the picture. This is the definition
0: of female friendship: is when your friend <laughs> comes round, hold up a tie dyed blanket, and your other friend takes pictures. Oh, I'll but they really high heels of them, your forever twenty one outfit. I'm the, sh- outfit. the shortest
2: <laughs> one out of all of us, so I'll have to like. Oh, no, no, I'll tell you what, we'll do it
0: down the stairs a bit. So oh, okay, then You're fine. on the top bit, and then, but then yeah, like Kim got got... has
2: to go down with the camera. So no, it's like Kim's got to be up because she can't be taking a photo from from below. Well, but I'm the tallest, so it's fine. Yeah, so she's at okay. the top of the stairs taking it from below, so that it's a bit like a slimming angle. Oh, there is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is
1: a meme we've about it. No, it. it's
0: fine. There is a meme about it. We'll take that, that picture and
2: put it on the Instagram.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to see what the outcome of this conversation oh my was, please go. I love it. Yeah, please go to. Please go to uh, if you want to find us on Instagram, we are at Grape Culture Podcast. If you want to find us on Twitter, we are at Grape Pod, or you can go to our website, which is www.grapeculturepodcast.co.uk. Not Not dot dot com, com, which a lot
1: of us have <laughs> yeah. falsely been saying there is a meme about that whole like uh what would you do for your girl thing about like hanging a backdrop or like <laughs> taking pictures <of> friends <laughs> yeah. and oh, i remember yes. last year um i made my partner hold up a backdrop so that i could take pictures of my books for an instagram yeah like yeah, challenge yeah. and he was just like ah oh, things you do for your girlfriend <laughs> to sum up the
0: episode so we've talked about we very specifically talks about Marie Kondo there are obviously other makeover home makeover shows in there um conveniently today I am wearing a Queer Eye t-shirt uh, which Yay, is a Queer Eye. also a home makeover show but in a different way and we're not going to go into it now but these kind of shows specifically the home makeover shows not necessarily the lifestyle ones do you think they are targeted at men or women
2: whoever is the more prominent in the homemaking okay. which i suppose night no, well from what we've said has been women okay i think in, that's very tactful yeah but i do i do know i do know men that are definitely the leaders in the the um home but do you think men would look to that same kind
0: of
1: advice as to what to do in the home
2: well the fact that kim's partner had okay. seen this program before yes, her I, yeah that's true
1: yeah i was gonna say i disagree i think this kind of show now um the netflix iterations of these kind of shows i think the netflix, the netflix. I think actually are gender neutral bordering on more appealing or trying to find a way to be appealing to
2: both sexes both
1: sexes because I don't know if it's just a representation of of my relationship with my partner but um, I think that they appeal to him a bit more than they do me and I think partially I think it's because it's a way for them to get tips like it's the same kind of gender um, separation and and tradition, like drawbacks. You know, women are perceived to be better at it already, which is why they do it all. But then I think these shows are designed to help you do it, and I think that in a way, in that way, I think that maybe they are more geared towards men or the the less um, responsible. Uh, member of any given relationship, by virtue of the fact that they are supposed to be, how to, like this is how you do it, but it's entertainment. Whereas if you pick up a book, that's like a guide, that's like instruction. But by watching it on Netflix, that's like an entertainment.
2: Yeah, but I like you say. I think it's not good at one sex or the other. It's just a Netflix recommendation, isn't it? Based on what you already watch. Mm. So that's a depending on what you're seeking out already
1: what do you think sam
0: my gut reaction is this stuff is aimed at women um because of um the style of editing in in
2: many of these things i get what you mean i get that i get that probably the marketing department are probably gearing it at women yeah
1: yeah i again i i'm not sure i agree but then i i can see i can see why that's the gut reaction and when you think about queer eye Um, which I think we'll probably end up doing an episode about Mm -hmm. when the new season comes out which it will Mm -hmm. at some point please Um, it was originally you know back in the day queer eye for the straight guy and now it's just queer eye and that is you know because it's supposed to be universal and everyone can get involved in it and it's not just about gay or straight or Male or male or female but still by dropping that it's it's marketing it to not everyone, and it's more likely that it was marketed towards women initially i I just I don't because I don't feel like Netflix advertises oh, I don't no, it
2: says you watch this, you may like this, yeah,
1: I don't think that it can necessarily know like I know that Netflix knows all in the same way that Google knows all and Facebook knows all and and Siri knows all, but um. I I think that I think that it's more nuanced than male or female now. I think maybe when it was
2: conceptualised
1: it was um probably, definitely women will love this. But I actually think in terms of marketing and, and appeal it's more nuanced than that.
0: So that kind of brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, But before we say goodbye, what did we think of the wine that we had? And as a reminder, that wine was the talisman Krünervedlina from Waitrose uh, Cellars, wasn't it? Waitrose Cellar,
1: yeah, by uh, Torley. I think it's Torley Winery. Tawley Vineyard. Yeah. Yes.
0: Which is a Hungarian wine. Yes. So, Alex, what was your feeling on this wine?
2: Um... Like, I think also... Um, this is the first podcast in a very long time that I've had my taste back from Mm. having a cold. And so maybe actually that's why it was so kind of, or whatever noise I made earlier. Um, Use your word. (laughs) Um, well, it was quite strong and quite dry and hit the back of my throat. And so therefore, um... It is probably not my fave. I'm gonna give it like a one point five. Really? That yeah, low? I really oh, didn't sad. enjoy it. Oh, well, like you should I have said... had the penguin
0: sounds when you had full text. Well, exactly.
2: Well, yeah. Okay. Whoa. Um. But so, like I said, if I ordered it, is the house white from behind the bar? I'd be like, oh, gross. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. It's cheap.
1: Okay, one point five grapes. Yeah. That's, that's that's a low blow. Um, Sam, what did you think? <sighs> Um,
0: I I enjoyed it. It was a very chuggable white. Hmm. Um, it was peachy. It was to me. It was sweet is the wrong word. I just think it was quite fruity, quite aromatic, which is a horrible word. But I did not find it as dry as Alex found it. Mm-mm. So I am going to give it a a two point five. It was it was fine
1: interesting well uh listeners here's ones for the book because i'm about to rate the white wine higher than the two white wine drinkers <gasps> shit off i <laughs> shit thought off. that it shit was on it.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, no <laughs> i thought that it was eminently drinkable i really enjoyed it i loved the bottle i'm slightly swayed by the bottle if i'm honest um i like a book cover for you yeah it really is um i thought that it was just it was really easy drinking and i drank it quite quickly easily some i did some might say um i really enjoyed it i think i would definitely not kick it out of a wine cellar um a wine face I do have a soft spot for Hungarian wines and Bulgarian wines. Um, When I was there a few years ago, I was pleasantly surprised by the sort of two pound wine that I was picking up there. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.5, I think. Whoa. That is high. That is But also high. it's because it's a white wine you enjoyed. It's a white wine that I enjoyed and I am yeah. so pleased by that. Um, So, Blended. I mean, fuck you guys. I'll drink it myself. It's fine. <laughs> great
0: well okay so that is a 3.5 a 1.5 and a 2.5 for the Ooh. um from oh please stop saying it like no that. i can't <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry the talisman I, by it's Twally. getting steadily more phlegmy as the night yeah, goes on is. oh god the
1: microphone up there. <laughs> um the so that's the talisman by Tolly winery try again <laughs> Talisman by Torley Winery from Hungary from Waitrose cellar. Yes. Um,
0: the... I, I feel like this is too broad a topic to give a rating out of We rates. could rate Marie Kondo but you guys haven't really watched enough of it. No. Yeah, it wouldn't be a fair rating. However, as an overall gut feeling it is that this is not a show that is for me.
1: Yeah.
2: No, not for me
1: either. I I middle ground um the concept of minimalism however not not a fan you do you guys but not not for me i see the beauty of minimalism but it's not my
0: preferred
2: aesthetic yeah i like to adopt the does this bring you joy yeah if not get rid of it all the other bullshit i'm not up for miscellaneous yeah so if you
0: have enjoyed this week's episode don't forget to tell us all about it on Twitter where we are at grapeculture pod or you can find us on instagram where we are at grape culture podcast you can also head over to the website and give us some feedback on there where we are at www.grapeculturepodcast.co.uk If you enjoyed this, please come back in two weeks where we are going to be talking about glamour and female fashion throughout history, which is going to be a really exciting episode for us because I think we all have some very strong feelings on that one. So please come back, check us out on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud and we will see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.